Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Yeah, we do. Back at El Banco. For the 25th, well, not back at El Banco for the 25th time, but we like talking to people about things they're passionate about 25 times over. Is that the one we're on today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I I lose count. Halfway to our, Halfway to our first goal of 50. Yeah, and we've been saying we're almost halfway for a while now, too. Yeah, we've been almost there. Yeah, so, yeah, this is episode 25. Episode 25, where Joe and Brian are going to ask each other 10 cool little questions <laughs> where we don't have a set time. We just answer them in any old way. Formerly known as a speed round. Yeah, formerly known as a speed round for you OGs out there who know, who are on the know. But as far as the 25th anniversary, I think it would be important that we go over these questions. Um, people have heard some of our input, but not... Our full answers. I don't think they have, no. Maybe they have when we were talking about them. Maybe we said, well, maybe this is what I would say or something like that. Well, and Not formally, though. Yeah. If they remember it from previous podcasts, first of all, thanks. Like, that's pretty cool. But also, if they remember it, they probably just want to hear them all in one spot. Yeah, so let's do it. Yeah, so I think we do that. But there was a couple things you wanted to talk about, Joe. Um, one, One had to do with, like, some training. Yes. You want to do that now? Um, let's do it at the end. So, do it like, at the end. Um, yeah, let's let's treat that like an announcement or like a, a cool little um, tidbit that we're you know the the things that we just want to share. So this one is uh, just free money from the state of Montana to give to your workers that will train them. It's called the Incumbent Worker Training Program. So I guess I'm not going to save it to the end. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you've just done the whole announcement. That's a teaser. <laughs> for, to come later. We'll talk about it then. So that's kind of what it is. We'll get into it. I'll read over some of the stuff from the website, give you the website again at the end. It'll be okay. cool. Okay. Be, yeah. Good. So we'll talk about that at the end. We are here at Al Banco and uh, uh, we told you in the last episode to order your coffee. The coffee is leaving in our hands today mm. so so we're gonna have it so good it is it is so good and i and i sent you a proof of what the coffee sticker will look like what it, what it, you sent me some thoughts but like what are, you, what are your thoughts share share with the the listeners i thought it was a cool sticker it's gonna um people are gonna be they're gonna like they're gonna look at it and be like double take like wait wait what is that you know right <laughs> and it's because it's a coffee being poured out of a microphone says get after it on the top and then i think that if i can remember right i'm not going to read it but it says the um a cacophony of flavors working together in harmony to create a um euphonious cup of now you were so close dang it a cacophony of flavors working in harmony to create a motivating cup of coffee Mm. for a euphonious start to one's day of listening to podcasts yeah <laughs> that's what this coffee is and this coffee slaps it slaps so hard yeah so you'll be excited you'll be excited to get get it in your hands uh having some problems actually getting this sticker printed out 
Uh, we don't have to bore everybody with the, the details of that, but yeah, I thought it was going to be super easy. Stop by the, the little printing place to do it. And they're like, nah, fam, we're really? not doing that for you. Really? And so come to find out Jesse here at Albanco like prints them at home. Oh. And I stopped having a home printer a long time ago. Because you, you pretty much like email everything now. Like it mm-hmm. used to be you could print stuff at home and sign it and bring it to your banker or realtor or whatever. But you can like mm-hmm. online e-sign things now, you know? Yeah. And so you don't really need a printer at home. I think I have one in my garage. But I don't even know if it have ink. I don't know if you could buy that ink if it needed it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm buying ink just to print out. Yeah. And so... I said I wasn't going to bore everybody with it, so those are all the details I'm going to give. But we'll have stickers on them. And again, if you want to, if you want to order the coffee, it'll be sixteen dollars, mm-hmm. even though the printing is going to cost more now. So we're we're losing even more profit, but maybe, it's okay. Maybe I could print them. I have a I have a printing situation at my house. All right, all right. Bring it over. I might not say nah, bro. I'll be like, yeah, bring it on. Okay. Bring on your sticker stuff that you could. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Man, we're going to get after it. Yeah, we I'm are. I'm not even worried. <laughs> so if you want if you want the coffee, it's 16 bucks. Message us on Facebook, Instagram. And if you're out of the state or out of the city of Great Falls, we're going to have you cover shipping. We think it'll be around five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like you'll just pay whatever the exact shipping is. So we'll figure that out in the messaging. Hey, it's four ninety eight. So your coffee is going to cost you $20.98. Or mm-hmm. if it's seven sixty-seven, you, you you can do the math there. I'm gonna stop doing math. Yeah, and then you can add in whatever gratuity or tip, you know, you want. Yeah, standard is a hundred percent tip. <laughs> C- customary. Yeah, that's customary <laughs> in the coffee biz. Because I mean, I feel like we're doing good works here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying trying to <laughs> motivate people to do <laughs> stuff that's cool, and then talk to us about it. I don't know. How's that a good thing? I mean. I'll spin it. We'll spin yeah. it in a good way. Anyways, 10 questions today. But before we do that, order some coffee. <clears throat> because the coffee is going to be so good. We we did a cupping. Like, Brian has visited this country of origin and may have walked the dirt. Maybe not. He doesn't remember. But maybe, you know. And so you Let's get, just say I did. We're doing good works and I walked the dirt he walked, where these beans were he less the, grown. He walked the dirt, man. Like, and it was before he even had his crispy boots. So he's walking in like, <laughs> he's walking in pain, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably walking in sandals. Yeah. Ouch. You know, flippity flops. Yeah. See, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So order some coffee. It'll be fun. And then we'll have, um, I don't know, some coffee to send to people. Yeah. Nice. Cool. We're doing it. And it's a different time of day that we're recording here at Albanco. So I think the road traffic is going to be a little bit more in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, though. I like it. A yeah. few a few loud trucks. Ooh, I have a side note. There is um, a guy I talked about, I think maybe even in the last podcast, his name's Mike. He is interested in my eldest daughter. And they have been, you know, I don't know what they call it now. Talking, I think is what they call it now. Courting. Talking, yeah, yeah. And he found out about the podcast and he binged. (laughs) And he's he's listened to like all of them. Right. So that I thought that that was I thought that was pretty cool that we have possibly our first binger. Ooh. 
So thanks, Mike, for, for binging. And if you get caught up on this one, you know, by next week, just, just holla, let me know. But the reason I thought of Mike is because he was over at the house and said, hey, I'm sorry if my, my truck's louder because uh, a section of his exhaust fell off. I don't think it actually fell off. No? No, I think he removed it. That's what, I, that's what we all did in high school. Right, but what did you say? Um, my exhaust fell off. My exhaust fell off or I had it upgraded? Yeah, you know? something, something like that. But really what you did is you just cut your exhaust off to make the vehicle sound louder. Yeah. Whatever it was. Like we, Back then with Fast and Furious coming out and things like that, like it was those little Honda Civics and we cut the exhaust off those to make them sound louder. It was all the rage to take a really wimpy little four-cylinder and make it sound like a throaty beast. Yeah. Like a, like a yep. fire breather. Yep. And you'd be like, ah, oh, my exhaust found, fell off, but it, it sounds better. <laughs> you know, and the first guy that did that, then everybody else just cut him off. And like, oh, I cut mine off because you're sounding good. And like, yeah, see, I'm a mm -hmm. trend starter. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Mike, if I'm calling you out. Um, he sees right through that. Yeah, but I see, you know, <laughs> I... I was I was younger. What kind as of truck? Well. What kind of truck is it? I'm I'm pretty sure it's a Chevy. Mm -hmm. uh, got a little bit of a lift kit on it. Mm. It's like a. That's what like, I was wondering. You could you could uh, you could definitely see this on a ranch or farm. Okay. Right, like that that kind. I, uh, ooh, you're testing my memory here, but I'm pretty sure it has the gas tank in the bed of the truck. Right, like the extra external gas tank. But I could be wrong. Okay. I could be wrong. I feel like there's something in the bed of it, though, and that's my guess right now from my memory. I think the lift kit is the telltale sign for me. The lift kit. <laughs> whether it fell, whether the exhaust fell off or if it was cut. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you got the lift kit going. You're already looking cool. You got a little bit bigger tires, you know, to match. Yeah. Um, if the exhaust just happens to fall off while you're under there, well, now you got yourself a big behemoth fire breathing beast right right you know make people think twice about messing with you yeah and so there's <laughs> nothing wrong with a loud truck so you can own it mike i have a lift kit story oh let me hear it um because my my fire breathing beast is a 2007 i think toyota sienna minivan and this bad boy has a six cylinder <clears throat> and it's got it's got um huevos you know what mm -hmm, I mean? It's mm -hmm, got... Mm -hmm. It's got the eggs. It's got everything you want, you know? But it's mm -hmm. also, like, the best, like, quality, comfortable drive ever. No road noise. You know, mm -hmm. you could drive it forever and, and carry on a whispered conversation. Right. Like, like hey, what'd you think about that movie? Yeah, that was really good. I mean, on the highway mm -hmm. with all that road noise? No. Nah. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a million things I love about this. But then one time I took it camping. And I took it camping down to the Smith River, mm -hmm. and we had to go through a few ranchers' fields. Um, and, it, you know, they're all friends, and I guess, you know, it was understood that we were going to go down there and, you know, whatever it was. But then the final little trail to get down to the river mm -hmm. was treacherous, and we should not have tried it in a minivan. That right. Would, but we did it, and we got there. And the second we got there, I got two flat tires. Ooh. Like, like, I pulled in as they were like, almost flat <laughs> mm. and i was like oh i'm glad i didn't go flat on a what was like a very steep incline dangerous cliff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sort of situation coming down a mm -hmm. mountain you, you're moving your hand right now as you're describing this trail a, as down. they did on top gun with yeah. um dog fighting and then i cut and then i came right up on the top of them like yeah, this yeah. here inverted <laughs> inverted though. inverted yeah um 
And so, you, so you're glad that it didn't have it on the incline. Yeah, and then when I got out of that, because they did have some flix, fix a flat situation there, so mm-hmm. they, they fixed my flat, we aired them up, I got out of there, we got to Ulm, I got another flat. So I got a third flat, and it Wait, was... Wait, a third different tire? Different tire had gone flat. Oh, goodness. And it was just a tire thing. It wouldn't have anything to do with the lift. I mean, I guess I really kind of wanted a better lift, but I was thinking I wanted a lift, and I wanted bigger, gnarlier tires. And then I thought... But I love my minivan. I'm never going to get rid of my minivan. That's nuts. You know what I mean? So you want to get a lift on the minivan. So I did a search for a minivan, that year a minivan, and lift kits. And by George, they have them. And yeah. they're, they're not, too, I think they're under 800 bucks. So it's within the realm of, I could have that. That, that could be mine. So, you know, this Toyota, Toyota Sienna that just kind of looks like a mom mobile, yeah. maybe, to yeah. the undiscerning uneducated eye mm-hmm. um it could turn into the a-team beast war, are you, are war you thinking about also getting a snorkel i mean sky's the limit once you gotta once you gotta once a you lift, get a lift kit on a, once you got a lift kit on a van you know the sky's the limit with yeah. that person i mean yeah. if i was once i'm there that once i have opened that door mm-hmm. so it, do you do you remember uh corndog who we used to that was his nickname we used to sell yeah do you remember his Jeep? I do. And he had like all of the decals on it. I, I, he had to have had a snorkel because he had like a shovel like attached to the outside of it. I went to the bull run with him. Do you remember this? Oh, I, okay. I didn't remember you went. I went with Aaron. <laughs> so, and oh my goodness. The three of you? The three of us went. And so. Okay, I, wait. First, tell, tell everybody what the bull run is. So, it, to the best of my knowledge, if you remember the bull run, I think it was called the bull run uh, with, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but it was a movie from the 80s. I'll have to look it up on my phone. Oh, Burt Reynolds. And he was driving that um, Trans Am, the black Trans Am, maybe. Um, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a racing movie. So it was a race across, from here to here, maybe across the country, and all these people and their different, you know, souped up cars are trying to, you know, do all this. And so basically there's a, uh, um, a reality show style, I don't know, something like that, um, on cable, some sort of cable television. And they pick a different route each year, but all these people get together and kind of, kind of race across the country, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they let the cops know they're coming and they do try to follow the laws. But as someone who is there, they're definitely speeding, you know, <laughs> they've, right. they've got those little radar things. So they know where the cops are Yeah, and they'll go as hard as they can until they, you know, see a little warning. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, I, yeah. So it's basically like a, a yearly <clears throat> tour de France for, yeah. for cars. So, so where was this bull run at that you went on? So we went down to the starting line was Las Vegas, which was awesome because I, my dad lives down in Boulder city, just outside of Las Vegas. So he got to come over and say, hi, um, I've, I'm from, like you could almost say I'm kind of from Las Vegas. So okay. I got to go down and kind of hang out and that was cool. So there's me and uh corn dog and Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all cruising down in this Jeep Wrangler for this car race of fast cars in a Jeep, in a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. So basically we were there for comedy relief. I thought, yeah, you know, that's what I thought we were doing. He wanted me to do some funny stuff too, like go do an embarrassing song in front of um, somebody's girlfriend. I can't. Oh, he wanted me to do some um, f- um, embarrassing song in front of like Ice T's girlfriend Coco. And I was like, 
almost on board with this. Whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the, exactly the idea. Um, but then I saw Ice-T in person. Yeah. He is huge. Oh, is he? He is the tall man. Yeah. He is a foreboding giant of a man. Yeah. And his um, wife uh-huh. is about as, as tall as this chair. Oh. <laughs> she is not tall yeah <laughs> and i was like i'm not doing anything i'm not gonna i'm going to be completely polite to these two people if i have talked to them at all i think the sirens in the background were good timing for that like what would have happened to you had you done the dance that like ambulance would yeah the come. ambulance would come because you'd have been beat up by ht but to think about that too though like now 40 saying mm-hmm. i got beat up by ht would be a pretty cool thing to say i mean looking back I totally should have done it. Yeah. You know, and just like took it on the chin or whatever he would have done. Yeah. Get on the news or whatever. Like yeah. Make a t-shirt out of it and have ride that sort of popularity for years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Our, po- our podcast would be millions of listeners right now. Had be- you gotten beaten up by Ice-T. It'd be huge. Yeah. We'd have like real celebrity. And that's what makes, you know, that's what kickstarts podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I, I forgot that you guys did that. For some reason, I feel like there was also some kind of drama on that trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there was. I, I guess there was. <laughs> and I cannot remember what it was about. Yeah. But at a certain point, we decided that we were going to play the quiet game. With, oh. with, I think it was with against Corndog, you know, like he would say something and, and Aaron and I just wouldn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which turns out, as since he was the driver of the vehicle, yeah, it didn't work out for us. <laughs> I, I remember that being a, a mistake that we had made. Yeah, I was like, eh, maybe that wasn't the best. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, could we could have handled whatever whatever problem that we were having maybe a different way. But you remember how we were back then? Mm-hmm. We were kind of mm-hmm. less um, less mature, I guess. Than we yeah, are now. yeah, less aged. Yeah. We Less thought, experienced. We thought w- way different things about the world. Mm-hmm. I only played Irish drinking music. So, so we that? talked about you at the gym today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, one of the guys that uh, goes to the gym, Bob. You know, Bob. Um, he has the blue Jeep Wrangler. Oh, okay, I know Bob. Yep. And so, Bob is he like l- a? Let me guess. Is he like a firefighter or something? No, he definitely looks like that. He's right. like a personal trainer, okay. not not personal, uh, physical physical therapist. That makes sense. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Bob uh, listened to our uh, our Volta podcast, and then the conversation quickly turned to how everybody there that had also listened to the podcast thought that your voice was amazing. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So so they all said, n- nobody gave me a compliment. Just so you know. Like, it was very obvious how quickly it changed to you having an amazing radio voice. <laughs> and so so had you, I think had you been there, it would have been more awkward because uh-huh. it had been obvious like I wasn't. But it, because you weren't there, it was easy to talk about you, right? We were just talking about you. Yeah. It was just, just the subject. Yeah. Yeah. But had you been there, it would have been a little bit more awkward. But, like, I blatantly noticed that they didn't say anything about me. Well, I think <laughs> you have a really good voice. Yeah, they were just like, ah, Joe's voice, you know, is great. I'm actually, I actually listen to my voice and I go, man, I wish my voice was a little bit more round and 
warm sounding like Brian's. That so it's that's weird to hear compliments like that. Oh no, I I I love your voice. I it's so weird hearing yourself, you know, because I listen back to all the podcasts. My son got in yeah, the, weird. the truck with me, and I was I was trying to finish the listen on on a previous podcast, and he's like, "Oh, you're listening to yourself, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's weird, but I got to do it to make sure if we have to do corrections or." You know, we're making any blatant mistakes or if we need to change something and how we're recording, you know, I need to know. And I and I think that's kind of how everybody feels. But you do have like a, a sultry voice. They also said that you're funny. Hey, thanks, <laughs> so, guys. So, so in all of this, I think they were saying that I have an ugly voice and I'm not funny. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard, but I wanted to share the compliments with you. Well, thanks, man. I right. mean, you shouldn't feel that <laughs> You you should not feel that way. Yeah, well, I mean, I cried the whole way home, but I'm over it now. Maybe they just assume that you know they think that about you. Like, man, Brian already knows that we think the world of him. I mean, we made him the person of the month in our gym last month. Yeah, and I was the... The guy, maybe they did that just like because they feel bad. No, they put you on a pedestal, sir. I think think they feel bad. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, so we want to get to these 10 questions. We got sidetracked by the bull run and now, you know, talking about you at the gym this morning. That was hilarious, though. The bull run and thanks for the compliments, guys. That's nice. Yeah. And, and I, I, I need that, though. People think I'm super confident in my voice because, oh, he must know it. I don't. I listen to it going, ugh, I wish it sounded more well, like, um, you know, anybody, like Morgan Freeman, you know, that kind of oh, cool yeah. voice. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason I brought that up is because you had mentioned doing Irish pub songs. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so they said, like, uh, I said, oh, you should hear his singing voice. He's got this, like, amazing rasp, you know, that I, I love to, to hear when he does certain songs. And they're like, oh, well, what kind of music does he do? And then I realized, like, there's some things I just don't know. Mm. Right? And so I know that you did Irish pub songs. I have heard that you do, like, I've heard your cover songs. Not I've heard from other people, like, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been to your shows, like, and heard some cover songs and mm-hmm. original songs and stuff like that. But, like, I'm not a music guy, so to tell people, like, what genre that would be in. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I'm like, and so, like, he just does kind of everything. Like, that's, that's what I said. Cause I I, like so what, what should I say when somebody... Like what would be like your now like like what's your genre? What what I tell the closest I get to telling people um, is if you if you ever went to a Jack Johnson, you know who Jack Johnson is, mm-hmm. possibly. So if you ever went to a Jack Johnson um, show and he started playing cover songs of like maybe some jazz songs, maybe some stuff from the '90s, maybe some Dave Matthews or Ben Harper, or and then some Chris Stapleton. Maybe you can do. So what? What genre do all these fall in, though? I guess he's kind of like a. So I I put like a soft acoustic pop vibe on everything I do. I guess you'd say. Okay. Okay. Soft acoustic pop would be a great way to. Soft acoustic pop. Yeah, because it's like I'm trying to play stuff that people know like pop, mm-hmm. popular stuff mm-hmm. i try to do a variety of it though i try to like hit almost every genre i can think of that I right can and that's that's do. what i've heard is i'm like i can't fit like that song i remember and that song i remember and that song like they don't fit for me in like one mm-hmm. genre that's kind of like my favorite thing because a lot of people they'll do a, a genre you know they're like well that's the rock and roll guy or that's the country guy or that's the jazz guy i like being the background music guy because I like to play a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. because in Montana, we're not all cowboys here. 
you know, but we right. do, we do have a fair amount of cowboys. So <laughs> yeah, so you got to be able to play some country, yep. some old country, some new country. And people have noticed that when I when I do like a Sublime song, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my popular '90s Sublime song, and then I'll do a a Hank Williams song from the '50s, you know, some old country song with some yodeling in it, mm-hmm. and then I'll do a Coulter Wall as a guy with a super deep country voice, and then I'll do a Green Day song. Right. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to. I'm I'm almost like having someone like a radio guy, and I, I try to even make my voice a little bit like the song, you know. But it always comes out sounding kind of soft, acoustic pop. Okay. <laughs> you know. So so I'll know in the future now, like what to what to tell people. But that is that is a good little side tangent. Is you know we've we're from Montana, mm-hmm. you know we're Montana folk, mm-hmm. but we have listeners outside of Montana, and I think. You know, Montana ends up being like uh, these these places like like New Zealand, Australia, Africa. You know that um, they have this this. When I've said like New Zealand, mm-hmm. you picture these things like green right? green, green mountains and, and hills. And I, I think of uh, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. And and like big, tall mountains, beautiful landscape. Australia. What do you think of? You know, kangaroos. Shrimp on the Barbie, desert. Crocodile Dundee. Maybe the desert. Desert, mm-hmm. trees, pop, wild pop. The crocodiles, you know, wild animals, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Africa, a lot of people think of, of lions and giraffes and whatever, but I've, I've been to Africa, and what you should think of is actually like a bunch of Chinese people uh, that uh, are, are pillaging the land for resources while putting... Africans in poverty. <laughs> Whoa. That's what you should think of because I saw zero wild animals. Um, besides, uh, I would count two, but they weren't living anymore. And I said, "Well, what kind of animal is that? You know, it's a dead animal in somebody's hand." And uh-huh. uh, and the guy said, "Oh, we call that. Um, oh, what does he call it? Bush meat." And what it means is like it's a rodent of some sort that they don't really care what it's called. And that the guy just like gets off the side of the road and goes in the bush. And gets meat, bush meat, and that's what they call it. And that's what—that's all I saw when I was in Africa, on the Ivory Coast. Um, and uh, oh wow, it just escaped me. I was in one other place too, but they're—they're they're bordering countries. And so, like in Africa, if you want to see wild animals, you have to go to like a game reserve. There's right. not lions everywhere. You're okay. not going to see giraffes. But actually, a lot of us, if when we go to Africa, that's where we want to go. And so we would see those things. But mm-hmm. if you go to like normal Africa, you, you're not going to see a bunch of animals. And so then, you know, um, Australia, most of the places uh, you're not going to see desert because that's not where they have all the cities. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you go to visit Australia, you're actually going to see some culture. Um, you know, different things like that. You're not going to see, you might see some kangaroos because they actually are like quite a few of them over there, but like, oh yeah, you know, New Zealand might be close. So when people think of Montana, um, I, I lived down South for a while and they used to, they used to ask like, do you ride horses to school? That was a question I got asked in oh, second yeah. grade when I said I'm from Montana and I was down in Aiken, South Carolina. Like, oh, do you ride horses to school? Yeah. Do you have dirt roads? And I was like, I was like, no. Do you have electricity? At all the houses? <laughs> right. And they asked, like, do you have television? Mm-hmm. And Montana is behind. Like, oh, yeah. like it, we, don't, we don't get, like, the 5G as soon as everyone else. I and think it's us in Missouri that has the worst Wi-Fi in the United States. 
That that would make sense. Like the yeah. slowest, just the most, and then you go to any other state, and you're like, why does my phone work so well and so quickly? And so I I go out into the country quite often, you know, for hunting and different things. I would assume, you know, you you get out for weddings and things like that. But when was the last time, like realistically, you saw a horse? Um. Well, I don't know. I see him quite often, just kind of because people own horses around here. <laughs> I was trying to make a point, but you don't see him. Like, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> when I when I asked the question, I thought, oh, I've seen one like today. I think. Yeah. Um, but like, you don't see. They're not like walking down the road. Like no. people aren't using horses as transportation normally, unless it's like a parade or something. For sure, for sure. Right. Like, it, it is super rare to see someone like riding a horse on the side of the road or trying to use it as transportation. Yeah. I, I usually see them in their little pens or little ranches or whatever. Yeah. Because we do have those people. Just yeah. Have you know, there's tons of ranchers. The cows outnumber the people in Montana. We yeah. still have a population. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, uh, with COVID now we've had an influx of people, but we were less than a million, you know, last time I looked a million people in Montana. I think you're right. Well, maybe we just got over. I think, I think we're over a million now. now, like just now over a million. So mm-hmm. not a ton of people, way more cows, way more gophers. We're so, di- I mean, but we are diverse here. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to help your point by saying this, but when I came here from Washington in the seventh grade, I was expecting 100% cowboys and, mm-hmm. and country music, which out in the Sun River Valley outside of Great Falls, there is a good deal of that. And yeah. so I was largely right. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're in a big city, well, and, and big is like definitely um, not the same as anywhere else. Rel- relatively yeah. speaking. Like Great Falls is 60,000 people and it's a big city. And Maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah 60 yeah. to 80. And so, but then when you go into the cities and you notice um, that even out in the valleys and the, uh, the, you know, the more rural areas, they're not all cowboys. Hmm. You know, we're just different, different type of people. Uh, the one, the one thing that I think uh, we all have as Montanans is we like our space. You know, you find people that just don't, I mean, a lot of us are friendly, especially the ones that live in town, mm-hmm. and, but the ones that live away from people, they do so because maybe they don't they like people don't so like much people. Yeah. and they only have a few people that they want to interact with and they found a way to do so. And if, if you ever met one of those pre- people, then I'm really glad they do that. You know. Well, <laughs> and like even, even today, as I was walking in, the lady sitting over there underneath the umbrella, she said, hello, as I, as I walked in. Yeah, me too. Okay. You, that doesn't happen in Chicago, Salt Lake City, Seattle. Like people don't just randomly say hello. You're you're very. Um, we have a friendly community. Yeah, and so when you come to Montana, it's it's definitely friendlier. You'll you'll be walking down the sidewalk, and and random people will wave, say hello. You wave at cars. You you know these things that you know we get used to. Yeah. But when you travel outside of Montana, you're like you wave at somebody, and they, they look at you very weird. And I wouldn't call it like a. I could, we can't really compare it to Southern hospitality because it's not quite to that level. You know, when you go to, mm-hmm. when you go to, you ever been to Texas or one of those states where, you know, you, you see a couple walk in and there might be a single girl in front of them. And then you see the, the wife say to the husband and whack him and be like, Hey, you better open that door for her. Yeah. And then the guy has yeah. to run ahead of the single lady and open it for her. You know, the very militant Southern laws that yeah, they have yeah, down yeah. there. Um, we don't have that, but we do have waving at people yeah, in just rural areas. Yeah, just a general areas. politeness. We say hello to people in a dive bar. You never met this person in a dive bar. It is like the first thing that happens to me when I go to bars. Never met anyone, and there's only a few people in there. They'll say, hey, wh- wh- what's your story? And they just want to chat. They just want to chat. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I, uh, they don't all talk like that, by the way. Hey, what's your story? <laughs> Some of them do talk like that, though. Many of them. Yeah. I, I did an impression of like 37% of the people. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and that, that actually happened to me when I went to play cornhole the other night. Why don't you stop um, bothering him? He's just here for a drink. <laughs> that was the other 42%. Yeah, that was. That was. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, it's not a bunch of country music. There is more than most places, probably equal to Texas. Okay. And uh, there isn't horses uh, walking down the road. Uh, we do have cars. I mean, Joe just talked story, the story about his amazing 2007 Toyota Sienna van. And not a 2007 quarter horse. My baby. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got horsepower. Just not. Gelding. I don't even know the horse words. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are the only two I know, I think. And you know, I think while we do have, um, I think a cool thing about our style, mm-hmm. um, if we're talking about our culture and, and how we're kind of like a, there's, just, there's a lot of different people here. Um, we don't have as many Western style themed people wearing their cowboy boots and cowboy hats, but way more than most places, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Way more than most places. And when, and when you go to some of the, so there's like, I would say Great Falls is like a Montana, like typical Montana town. Yep. But then there's the touristy Montana locations. Yeah. They go out of their way to. You, and, they, it, and, they, and they're going out of their way. You know, when you go to some of these touristy places, uh, you know, Big Sky or. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even think of any Red Lodge or something. You know, like they're gonna, they're, you're gonna see cowboy hats everywhere. Yeah, and my favorite thing about the style in Mon, in Great Falls and the other, um, you see it a lot in all of the tr- train heavy cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the conductor hats, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. and you see those on ranchers, mm-hmm. and it's this really cool style that's just I don't know, I've never seen it anywhere else. And another thing that I it's really prevalent around here is the little silk scarf that they'll wear with that. Yes. The little, and usually not all the time, but very many times of not traditionally masculine colors. Mm -hmm. There'll be roses, there'll be pinks, there'll be purples. And I'm, and it's always struck me lavender as kind of like an outsider who's come in and grown into this community. That was one of the things that stuck out. Yeah. Because these are some of the manliest, men you're gonna they're they're ranchers they're stereotypically ranch hands yeah and they're like they could beat up a bison their hands are like bear paws yeah and like sandpaper and they could break a brick and their forehead and they don't they don't spit the dip they just swallow it yeah you know yeah and yeah. and they have a pink silk like handkerchief around their scarf handkerchief yeah. around their neck yeah, yeah. It was the, it was the oddest thing for me as well, and yeah. I and I grew up here. And they wear it like a tie. Yeah, they they it's flamboyant almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep. And I've asked people about it, and they're like, "Well, it's I don't know, it's just our thing." I'm like, "Really? That's the I can't." Yeah, there's no logical answer for it. It's just the I got thing, one. The I got thing. I got one by the way. It was white. It was silk. I, I wore it to actually that Smith River trip. Mm-hmm. People thought I looked like a crazy person because <laughs> I. <laughs> Your hands are not rough enough. No, because I, I don't know, because it was awesome because it's made of silk. I just went and dipped it in the river on a hot day and you yeah. just wrap it around your neck. Oh my gosh, it was like the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets really hot. You wrap it around your whole head because yeah. it's huge yeah. and you got yourself all kinds of um, sunscreen. And then since it's so strong, you know, you could use it as a tourniquet. Yeah. That's probably all the, you just probably named all the uses. They just don't really have those on hand when you're asking, why do you have that? Yeah. 
they don't remember that they used it to tie a calf's broken leg together and mend fence and cool off and super you know. ra- super rare that they're being questioned by some city slicker yeah you know like why are you wearing that old timer yeah i don't talk like that either but <laughs> i do when i'm talking to them yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i just i just wanted to dive into that a little bit more because you made a you made a point uh while we mm-hmm. weren't recording mm-hmm. uh, you know yesterday or a couple of days ago about you know letting people in to montana a little bit yeah. and we just kind of had a good segue there so i wanted to make sure that we we attacked it but now let's get let's get to 10 questions okay do you want to do your intro do you remember no let me try it um nope it's not there it's there we go um <laughs> i can't do it let me think it's um i think you can do it i'll just make it I'm I'm ready enough. Okay. It's fine. What's the worst that's going to happen? I mess up every show. So yeah, every show. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, welcome to this formerly thing known as the speed round. No longer known as the speed round because we changed that thing. Now we're just going to ask our, each other ten fun questions, and we're going to take all the time we want to answer them. It, well. Not all the time. I mean, this place has got to close sometime, and the answers could be a little long-winded and everything. So, but anyways, here we're gonna do it. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I like how you adapted as well to to the the, the changing situation. That's what jazz is about, man. If I could ever, you know, that's why I practice that. Do you do you what is what is it called when you um, ski bop or whatever? What's that called? Scatting. Scatting. Do you ever scat? No, I actually. <laughs> Because scat is also what I find in the woods to track animals. I have a strong dislike for both, both of those examples. <laughs> so anything, anything referred to as scat, you don't like. I don't like it. Have you tried it though? Like, I mean, have you fooled around? Like, you're just in the bathroom by yourself, and you're like, I'm gonna try. It. <laughs> That's, I don't know why I picked the bathroom because you could scat in the bathroom. Yeah. Which scat are we talking about? Just so <laughs> yeah. I'm clear. The one, the one, the one where you don't say any words, but right. they kind of sound like words. <laughs> okay. I have messed with it, and at, at the end of it, I was like, "That was weird." <laughs> <laughs> right. Why not just pick some words? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. All right. First question, Joe. I got the first question, and the way we're going to do this is we, we decided we're going to both answer the the same question. Yep. We're going to ask the questions in the normal order that we were asking our guests. And so I was always, for whatever reason, it wasn't a discussed thing. It was just a, an unwritten rule that I was always asking the first, and then we just alternated after that. An unwritten flip of the coin. So, Joe, uh, you got to go outside. Uh, you got to get the garbage or check the mail or, you know, some some manly, husbandly task outside. But mm-hmm. you've been comfortable inside. You don't have any shoes on. How are you gonna how are you gonna attack this problem? Are you gonna squish the the heels back down on your shoe? Are you gonna put on some flip flops? You gonna go out barefoot? Socks? Do you uh, borrow your wife's shoes? You know what do you do? <laughs> well, I'm not gonna borrow my wife's shoes. Um, not that I'm above that. I mean, I would if they would fit me. Um, but what I would do is grab the closest shoes. I don't care what they are, um, and just make sure that I have my my insoles my specially made orthotics in them so that i could easily walk without pain to do my thing and i would tie them you so know. so can you go barefoot at all i do sometimes um just to make sure that i am strengthening my feet you know maybe for like an hour like five or six minutes at a time for about an hour a day 
I'll, I'll, I'll walk a couple places, you know, but I've got such a, um, like there's no padding on my heels. And so whatever that tendon is, I'm like walking on a bone there. And so that, that creates pain. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have to walk on my toes, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then um, I think I got injured. I might have had like some problem before this, but I got injured on a ski slope where um, the, the, the boots were just way too, way too small. And I didn't know that. And, and I was like, hey, they, I think these are too small. And they're like, oh, that's the way it's supposed to feel. Just give it a right. little while. And I, and I went through a class, like a beginner's class with my kids. Even went down, you know, a couple of Bunny Hill things. And then I went in and I was like, my feet are screaming in pain. I can't, I cannot do this. You know, I have a high threshold of pain, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, but I can't do this. Yeah. And ever since then, my feet have hurt. And that was like two years ago. So wow. I've been like kind of re rehabilitating, rehabilitating my feet mm -hmm. um, ever since. And so I've heard, I've heard, um, so in the hunting world, orthopedics, uh, you know, getting insoles is kind of a thing. Okay. Lots of walking you guys are doing. Yeah. Lots of walking and things like that. There's a company called Sheep Feet. And they like send you like this memory foam type stuff and you step your foot in there. That's what I did. And, the, and then they'll send you the insoles back. I think, go ahead. But I did it through the, um, the VA. So if you're a veteran, oh, okay. um, and I don't have a, like, I do have a disability rating, which is very important to get certain services mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. a certain level of care, uh, at certain medical facilities, uh, run by the VA, but I don't have any sort of, um, rating on my feet. I just went in and was like, Hey, my feet hurt. And they were like, okay, we'll help try and help you. Yeah. Um, and I got all this done for free, you know? And so they were really cool. They gave me two sets of specially made, just like you were saying, they, you know, but it was with a doctor and then they sent me to locally, um, here in great falls. There was a place here in great falls that would do it. It was by the mall. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's the one yeah, by the like mall. Like the evergreen, maybe no, whatever it's, it's called over there, but it was called red something like red wing or there was that place. And then I, the one I went to, I think it was like Clark's orthopedic. Okay. Okay. Um, and I went in there and they're super nice. They put my foot in a little foam thing and then they ordered the, they, I guess they send away mm -hmm. and then the person sent or whoever the business sends back the, the insoles and I put them in and they asked me, how's that feel? And they get me, they even got me free shoes. So these shoes that I'm wearing, these uh, nice dress ones, and mm -hmm. then I got some hiking shoes. Nice. And I was like, that's cool, man. Um, I actually had to talk to them because they're only going to give me hiking shoes. And I was like, that's really cool. I should be more into hiking. But unfortunately, I don't, I don't ever really hike all that much. And I don't ever wear hiking boots. So yeah. um, I do like shows a lot. Is there any way I could get some like chukka boots? That's what these are called, I think. Chukka boots? Chukka boots. C okay. C-H-U-K-K-A. Um, it's like my favorite style of shoe. Okay. Um, the chukka boots. It's like that, call it a medium rise casual, men's casual boot, you know? Yeah. Um, but I got those for free. So uh, shout out to the VA. You guys are, you know, you're not all perfect, but I do appreciate, you know, a lot of the stuff that they're doing and I wouldn't have these for free and walking around like I do without them. So, and it's a, it's a complete, I mean, we, we, we have a good dynamic, and we can we can go off on any tangent all the time, yeah. And so like I just naturally just kind of did that because I'm curious and I wanted to know, mm -hmm. and that's where we went. But it's a, it leads to another tangent that I don't want to take too long because we promised people <laughs> the ten questions. But okay. we've we've talked about how much like we we've eventually like you know this this show could gain popularity and and maybe be a source of of income of some sort. Yeah. But we've talked about it. The, the instant it becomes that, the first thing we want to do is give back. 
Right. And so the, the, the first, like, if we ever do an event and we get in the planning process, we want to do something. We have no idea what it is, but we want to help veterans. Oh, and yeah. so as you were talking about the VA, I was like, oh, this would be a good segue into just telling people, like, hey, we're two vets. Mm-hmm. We'd like to help veterans. You know, there's other things that we do personally in our lives to be philo- philanthropic. Philanthropic, to do philanthropy, yeah, <laughs> to, 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 to charitable to, with our time, yeah, to maybe? be charitable with our time and resources. Uh, but together, this is what makes the most sense, yeah, for us is to to do something for veterans. So be be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah. Just as you mentioned that, I just wanted to tie that in. So as you're as you're thinking about you know buying coffee or anything like that, it's it's that's what it's leading to. Yeah. Is the more support you give here, the quicker we can do something for veterans. Yeah, we'd like to organize um, in-person events or online events to raise money to help veterans because that's what we are. I mean, yeah. So what are you going to do, man? Anyways. And, and the more people that can help, the more veterans will get help because I know when I first got out, there wasn't a ton of help and it's been growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And so now as there's more open seats in these events, it reaches more veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. Uh, so let me ask you this. Okay. I'm ready. What, um, what would you do if you had to go outside and you had to put on some shoes real quick? Are they heels down, flip flops or barefoot? Okay, so uh, I I shared very early on in the podcast that I don't like the the shoes, the flip flops that go between between your toes. Okay, fair enough. Since then, I've bought a pair, Ooh, and <laughs> they're called combat flip flops. Okay, which is which is hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, they have little Velcro on the top, so you can change out like what they what they say, or like I got the. I got the Velcro patch that is the Iraqi campaign ribbon. Cool. And so they're, they're the most comfortable ones I've had. So if those, so here's, here's where it is for me. There's like a, a dial or a scale in my head uh-huh. based on like different, different factors. Uh-huh. And all of them just really tie into my laziness. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. So, so the weather, if the colder it gets, the higher chance you have of me putting on shoes and socks, mm-hmm. right? But also the, the lever goes back the other way if it's just a really quick thing outside because I will literally go barefoot in negative 30 if I just have to go outside real quick. Yeah, just grabbing a package outside the door. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or like run out to the truck because I forgot my sunglasses or, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know why I need those inside, but, you know, <laughs> like something. But if I have to be outside for, you know, longer than 30 seconds, that dial goes the other way again. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, is it flip-flops then? Or if I got to be outside for five minutes, then it's like socks and shoes. But I cannot stand. The reason this is part of the question is are you the – the bend down the back of the shoe kind of person, mm-hmm. they're some of the worst kind of people. Oh. So I will never, you'll never catch me bending down the back of my shoe. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. Yikes. And, then and I should. went through shoes and then they never fit the same. And I had one pair of shoes I did that to a lot. Mm-hmm. And I started cutting into my heel when I'd wear them normal. Because I had like worn in this crease uh-huh. that was like a knife. It was like a punishment for your laziness. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. That makes sense. I mean, and I, I don't like to be on a show called "Get After It," talking <laughs> about passion and getting after things, and then talk talk about my laziness. How lazy? Yeah. But I think most of this is how do we overcome our laziness? That is a you huge know? good point because when I um, was trying to become, you know, when you when you choose the thing, and for me it was like I was going to be this musician guy from, from someone who doesn't know how to play an instrument. 
I, I had to acknowledge how lazy I am. And so I, 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 right. had, I had to acknowledge like, well, I can't make plans that I know Lazy Bones isn't going to want to do. Right. So those plans are going to go. Um, I don't want them to go. I want them to go. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that takes work and it not does. being lazy. Yeah. And so what I would do is go, it's kind of like mental judo. or Yeah, judo, where you take mm-hmm. your opponent's strength and you use it against them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can anticipate your laziness and go, mm, you know, that's something that I'm usually lazy about. And oh, for instance, becoming a morning person. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm a morning person or can be a morning person, even though I can work late and I can sleep in and do that thing. But the reason I can get up and have it not be a problem and I really enjoy it is because of how good I got at making coffee. Gotcha. So so the, you you are enticing. So it's almost like there's two people, right? Mm hmm. There's get after a Joe and lazy Joe. Yep. And get after a Joe has to entice lazy Joe. Exactly. So, so get after a Joe learned how to make coffee. That's right. So get after a Joe in his, you know, he's in the afternoon, you're fully caffeinated, you're fully fed, you're feeling good, you're making all these plans, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You're making all these plans for lazy bones in the morning, you know, in, in charge of the snooze button Joe. Yeah. Right? That right, person? Right. And so you can't anticipate that it, that is the f- same person because it's not, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. not the same person. Yeah. And, and so, so me getting ready to go outside is Lazy Brian. Yep, Lazy Brian. And, but when I do other things, it's, it's get after it, Brian. But like, like let's say you were on a ranch and, and Lazy Bones Brian was like not needed. Like you had to be out there kicking butt every day because there's mm-hmm. so many things to do on mm-hmm. a ranch. And then you just went out of your way to get yourself the most comfortable, one of those jumpsuits, one of those warm worker man jumpsuits that you mm-hmm. can just like... The car hard. You can just like jump into yeah. and just like zip up with like only your underwear on and you can just like go out into the winter with your galoshes on and just feel, you know, like you're going to go attack the day. Yeah. That's why you buy stuff like that because you're excited to go use the stuff and feel good and useful. And the reason I, I wouldn't, I would tell Lazy Bones Joe the same sort of stuff. I'd be like, hey man, I know you're not going to want to get up at five. That's going to suck. However, I've already learned how to make this really good coffee. It's going to be better than anything you get anywhere else. It's going to be honey just the way you want it. There's going to be half and half. You, you can even have a second cup if you want, if there's time. And it's going to be just as hot. It's just going to be perfect. And you're going to love. And I even, I don't tell many people this. I put in just like the, I put in like three little grains of kosher salt. Just mm. Mm, mm. boom, into the grounds. Mm-hmm. And it just heightens everything. And that's going to be for you, my friend. In, into the grounds before the, the drip starts happening. That's right. Okay. It just right. takes off like if there is a little imperfection in the grind or a little whatever in the roast, a little sourness, little this, little that. It masks that a little bit, and then it heightens the good stuff like salt does to anything. Right. And then Lazy Joe's like, now you're talking my language. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's really just like the the lazy version allowing the get after it to take over. Yeah. And you just have to you have to shorten the amount of time that Lazy lazy Bones gets the opportunity to make the choices. Yeah. And then the quicker you can get to the get after it version, the better. It's like you're... You're ha- you're preempting the argument. Yeah. Like I know you're gonna argue with me tomorrow morning when. <laughs> right. Right. And I had a buddy. I had a buddy in the army when we'd be pulling guard and stuff. Back then, I, uh, I smoked the cigarettes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And this this guy uh, Bigley was his name. Mm-hmm. Timothy Bigley. You can 
Facebook him or something. Uh, he Timbo. Yeah, uh, Bigley was was my my battle buddy, amazing guy. We'd be on guard, and he would we'd we'd be on like an eight hour guard shift, right? Ooh. And he'd have two cigarettes, which is not a lot for a heavy smoker. No man, jeez. He he smoked the first one like right away. Uh-huh. And then, like ten or fifteen minutes later, be like, "All right, time for the second one." And I go, "Hey, hey, Bigley, like, you know that you should probably just wait till the end, like, like have this as like your reward, you know?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, future me is gonna be mad, but right now me is gonna be happy." And so he always <laughs> had like these, and so then he'd get like six hours in, and mm-hmm. he's like having a nicotine fit, right? Like his body like wants the nicotine, and he's like, "Oh, I hate past Bigley. I hate him." <laughs> Oh, it's so selfish. Oh, he's making things bad for me, right? And you have these whole conversations. <laughs> and so I just kind of picture, I picture having that conversation all the time with myself of like mm-hmm. future me needs to be happy and I need to get lazy me out of the way. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the first, that's the first step in of overcoming those things though, yeah. you know, cause you got to just acknowledge them first and be like, you know what? I don't like acknowledging this. But I will acknowledge this. And once I do, now I start to come up with ways to get around Re- Realistic that. plans to get through it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Next All right. Question. Let's go. Somehow let's get to question two. Let's try to move on. We can do this because you got a private jet, so we can go fast. Okay. Um, and you're going to get the meal, remember? And you can take it to a place if you want. No, you don't have to. You know, be like all the cool kids. You can go to the place and eat it at the place. Where would you go? What would you do? What would you eat? And why? So it's funny. Like, there's some of these questions I have thought about my answer previously, like the shoes one. But okay. this question I haven't actually pondered previous to you asking it right now. How does it strike you? So the first thing that comes to mind is is how much I enjoy steak. Like a, a really good steak. <clears throat> so, um, but is this steak what kind of cut? Uh, oh, cer- see, and, and, and it just has to have like a good amount of fat in it. And so it can be like, I used to not like the like prime rib almost it reminded me too much of roast beef and I really didn't like roast beef. What, you about, know? what about filet mignon? Like yeah. the, like the tenderest, like, the, yep. okay, we'll yep. just, but I'll do, I'll do any cut of steak as long as it's cooked. Well, I'm going to picture a filet mignon as okay. you talk. Now, okay. Now, how is it cooked? Um, more rare than most people like it. Oh, me too. But pretty crispy on the outside. So God, it's gotta, gotta be, it's gotta be like high heat. High heat, not long time. And like 60% red in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like if you get to the very middle, if it's a thick enough cut, it would almost still be cold. Almost be raw in the middle. I love right. that. Okay. Right. And, and so that's my favorite. But then you know, like you got to have good sourcing for the meat at that point, right? Um, for sure. You got to have you gotta have trust for it. No, but Are uh, you just a salt and pepper man? Are you having those special sauces or special seasonings? So I'm, I'm totally about sauces and everything. But uh-huh. if it, the steak's good enough, yeah. you just need some coarse salt yes. and some fresh ground peppercorn. Okay. Right? Like, like just put on the outside mm-hmm. of it as they're searing it. Now, in this private jet, um, since it's basically just you, it's the steak and the quality of the steak, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming that you just have you know, the premier steak guy just flying with you. Right, <laughs> C- right. Cooking right. you a steak maybe. Yeah. So let's say where are you gonna go eat this steak then? 
So uh, there's two places that come to mind, and I know like that's kind of cheating. Like you should like, be able to pick one, me. but and, and my, I'm realizing my answer sounds a lot like Katie Brooks's because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she said steak and Alaskan mountain range on the top of a mountain. She just right. Me like, I said, oh, the Brooks Range, which is in Alaska. Yeah. She didn't know it was one, um, but she caught on that you were making. Fun. Yeah, I was not making fun. I was like making the joke, making a joke out of the scenario, and. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great answer. Like an amazingly perfectly cooked steak on mm-hmm. the top of a mountain range in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Or almost kind of complete opposite of that uh, being like in Australia somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly for all the things I said people picture for Australia. Mm-hmm. I, loved it. I, I love the wilderness. I love the outdoors. I love all of that. So if I, any location around the world would be great as long as it's outside with a, with a view. Yeah. You know, okay. and, and somewhere, I would like it to be somewhere I hadn't been, you know, just because I enjoy new experiences. Just something beautiful, yep. so, something breathtaking. I'm with you. And so, Joe, there's there's actually two jets here. <sighs> and uh, one of them has your name on it. And you've got to pick food and you've got to fly that jet somewhere. Mm-hmm. What are you eating? Where are you going? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's a really hard question to answer after somebody just answered. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking... Because, like, it's hard to get the other person's answer when it comes to food out of your mind. Yeah, because I'm thinking, usually, when I want to go out, I want to go out and have sushi. I love I love sushi, mm. I, love, I love raw fish, and I love hot sake. I love those two things. But, I mean, I don't know if I would pick that over, like, a Kobe steak. You know, like a $300 bone-in filet... Right, Just like dry aged. One of those, because I've mas- had one of those. They before. massaged the cow. I've had its whole life. I, I've had a steak that was ungodly expensive one time, and it was like it evaporated in my mouth. Right, like it went right. Like you know, if you can but hear be- it. But before it did that, it released an explosion of flavor yeah. that can only be explained by the word perfection. And somehow you still got like a really nice chewing sensation for like a couple bites. You're like, oh, that's a nice chewing sensation. Oh, it's gone. Where did it? Was that like steak flavored butter? So I'm thinking I'd have to have um, just just a steak. You know, I'd want the steak to be um, perfectly rare. And as rare as you can get it with a sear on the outside. That's how I like mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically, yeah, as, as, as rare as you can get it while still having a nice sear on the outside. That's yeah. what I would do. And just salt and pepper. Yep. Because that's what, oh, then the flavor gets locked in. Yep. Oh, yeah. And if, if you want, I mean, I would dip it in some clarified butter. I mean, just to. Have you ever done a, a, a balsamic vinaigrette reduction? Oh yeah, yeah. I've done. I can. I can do one of those. They, I can they, too. They smell terrible, but they it's, taste them. They smell. They they smell up your house while you're cooking so them. So bad. Mm. Every. It's almost like a a toxic gas. Like people cough when they come up and like smell what you're doing. You want to run away from it. And then you dip your steak in it, and you're like, oh, I'll go through this pain again. Yummy. Yeah. Um, and where are you taking the steak? It's it's sitting on the the plane next to you. So there's two places that I would take a steak. Um, and Please I, don't say Alaska. I'm not gonna. And Australia. <laughs> um, so there is like I would I I like I like that idea, you know. But I'm not so worried about the location. What I would do is I would find um, like my favorite singer songwriter type of person, 
put them around a campfire and I would like to have a really nice glass of um, Cabernet Sauvignon red wine with my steak. Probably no sides at that point because I don't want to. No, no, you don't. You don't want to mully mully up, muck up the no. the plate. Red wine, Kobe steak, and the thing is, I like the, the the reason I want something around a fire is so I can hear it. I don't want it to be through any amplification. I don't want this person to be miked. I want this person to just sing me some songs that are awesome and 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 love it. And the other place that I would take it if I could choose would be like a jazz club. Like in New York, you know, a place that is really small. And the reason why jazz was so prevalent back then and, and really worked um, before there was uh, microphones and amplification systems and things like that, you could still do it acoustically, is because these rooms are so small. You could, So that's why it was so important to have a really nice double bass and a really nice little drum set and know how to play them and know how to have the, the volume technique just perfect so that everyone is just grooving with everyone else that's that's where I would eat a steak. Mm, you know? I like I like that answer. I like that answer. Uh, who is the musician that first came to mind? Um, if I could just sit there and listen um, to somebody play jazz, um, and they were alive, it would be Louis Armstrong and um, Ella Fitzgerald, or Lady Day. I mean, she was. Um, I can't remember her actual name. Anyways, um, th- those are the jazzers that I would want to uh, I would want to listen to, and then I would want to listen to like either Rodrigo y Gabriela. And if you haven't heard them, please look up Rodrigo y Gabriela. They're an amazing um, Mexican acoustic duo that do covers of really cool songs like Metallica songs and. Um, I think they even did Stairway to Heaven, um, things like that, you know, and it's just really just an, an interesting group. And or someone like Ray LaMontagne, you know, someone that's just known for their acoustic guitar chops and their soulful voice, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's me. That's yeah, so most of the names I didn't know. Yeah, or, or like, Dave, you know, Dave Matthews or like a Jack, Jack Johnson. I would, I would uh, have Jack Johnson play for me some groovy laid back music. I, I mentioned um, a guy that I saw on hot ones mm-hmm. who's like a, a newer artist and i can't remember his name right now i can picture his face and i never thought that he was like a really cool guy and i didn't realize how much music he had actually put out um okay and so i'm gonna have to find it but he would like when i pictured you sitting down with someone i pictured you and him getting along and so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to find it billy holiday would be I couldn't remember, um, so the nickname is Lady Day, but Billie Holiday would be this jazz singer that I would most love to see in person. She's, you know, passed on, but if you get a chance to just put on, just tell your iTunes to put on the best of Billie Holiday, and she has, like, the most memorable and best jazz voice I've ever heard. And you can quote me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, oh, so the person that I would be um, hanging out with in your example, um, I can't remember. Was it the redheaded guy? I think he's redheaded, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, what's his name? Ugh. <laughs> I can't remember. Right. Let's and like, as soon as I say it, we're both going to be like, Meow. but I'm trying to find him right now. It was a recent, recent one. I'm on their YouTube. Oh, it's Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I just, I literally, 
literally just found it. Yeah, I just I just uh, googled redheaded pop singer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I when I when I was watching that episode, I thought of how much you and him would get along. I actually do a, I do one of his songs, and I'm pretty proud of it because it's like it goes up into the falsetto. Mm. high high registers so i like doing his stuff right after i do like a really low country or whatever outlaw country song i like to i like to show people my range right you know yeah that's how i have fun i like i, to, I don't have a falsetto you it's actually false <laughs> so you know all a falsetto is is if when you kind of talk like a yeah when you yeah. kind of do an impression of a lady yeah hey how are you that's false oh, how are you doing yep, that's yeah, a, see, i just don't feel like i have it there. beautiful falsetto all right next question next question um mm-hmm. okay so i feel like we had a we had a cooler way to say this didn't we uh was it the cartoon question no it's it's oh it is it yeah, is okay on, okay i was on the number four for some reason okay so uh you've got to watch a a an animated something are you going to watch uh, Disney-esque? Are you going to watch anime? Or are you going to watch an adult cartoon like Family Guy or Archer? I watch, I watch them all, honestly. I watch... But you, you have to choose one. <sighs> Gun to your head. You have to. It's like I grew up on Disney, right? Like I, can, I love Disney music. I love the songs, you know, classic stuff. Um, I love Archer, you know what I mean? I do, I do dig that stuff. Um... You know, I think I'd say anime just because it it's it's this new thing that I found, you know, when I so years ago when I was getting it, when I was getting into music, all of a sudden I was a musician. I, I, I quit my day job and, mm-hmm. I, and I had a lot of time um, during the day between my little practice sessions to just kind of chill out and do whatever I wanted, which was really cool, by the way. At the time. Yeah. Um, so I watched a lot of Alton Brown and cooking channels. That's why I, I have a pretty deep knowledge of cooking and recipes now um but then i also got into like youtube and all kinds of um all kinds of cartoons and adult cartoons and stuff like that but then you kind of get i kind of got sick of everything you know you can only watch it so many times for myself and then i wasn't i didn't know anything about anime except for maybe dragon ball z you know right, that that's stuff the only that was, one i know and then i got into it and then i think one that i i really got into was um oh, i'll have to think of it um, oh, Trigun. I got into one called Trigun. And it was like from the, I don't know, it's not a its not a recent one, but they had really, really cool blues music in the background. So it was like an anime thing, but it was set in a futuristic Wild West. So gunslingers and whatnot and lots of action and shoot them up, bang, bang, as my dad would say. And, um, but then also in the background, there was this like, and to my ears, like so, so nice and authentic sounding like old timey blues slide guitar you know i'm like yeah. i was like oh and it was like the first episode i was like watching i was like eh, let's see what this is man this is kind of weird but then i heard that sound and i was like wait a minute I, you don't usually hear that in anime in, usually in anime it's you know different asian or other style music mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. We're, we're not used to mm-hmm. really fast really dramatic mm-hmm. but high, high tempo high tempo not not Higher my flavor pitch. not yeah. not not usually my favorite but on this one it was like bluesy stuff i was like and so i started watching and then i got hooked in the stories and and that's where i found myself today is um and it's kind of funny because um Melanie's not a big fan of anime, even though she's she's cool with some of it. Actually, she's some cool with some of the classic stuff. Um, but uh, 
it's it's just weird to be my age and into anime <laughs> and and a musician and also a musician because there was yeah. actually an anime um, con, con whatever you call it comic con yeah comic con or an anime, anime con. con yeah there was one over in anime that we brought um, the kids to and I felt I felt weird and old but and old but I also felt like I was amongst my people you know because like I may look a certain way but I mean we're I mean we're just you never know who you're dealing with you know I've got different tastes and different inclinations than you than you'd ever guess just by looking at me and they can change right I I don't know what made me think of this but when I was in Guatemala several years ago I went Guatemala has just like we do like um like the Salvation Army like secondhand stores mm-hmm and we went into a Guatemalan secondhand store and a couple of weird things like they had security all over the place. Um, even though like the shirts were 25 cents, like <laughs> very, very cheap nice. when you converted, you know, the, the Guatemalan quesal uh, into American dollars. It was very, very cheap. Mm-hmm. And so while I was there, I was just like looking at shirts. We were buying some shirts for the orphans at the orphanage mm-hmm. and uh, we were, there's lots of them. So it's, let's get them in bulk, you know? And uh, I, I looked for a shirt for myself, selfishly. Yeah. And I, I found one that had um, uh, Rainbow Bright yeah. from My Little Ponies on it. Uh-huh. But it was my size. And I was, I was a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I bought it and put it on and got into the van to go back to the orphanage. And I was severely made fun of because I didn't know there was a whole faction of people called bronies. Oh, yeah. Did you know about bronies? I've heard of bronies, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and so we're not going to go like down this bunny trail on it. It's a, we can go a little ways. But like <laughs> apparently there's these guys that kind of freak out on My Little Ponies and they're old dudes. And so when you you're talking about being an old guy and inter- interested in anime, yes. I, my mind went yes. to brony. Yeah. And I didn't know. And so they all were calling me a brony. I don't own that shirt anymore. I gave it to one of my daughters. I was like, you can have this because I, I apparently can't wear it. That's terrible. I'm going to get you another My Little Pony shirt because that's, so that is like, to me, I don't know, I don't know if this is the right word, but that's the type of masculinity that don't make no sense to me. You know what I mean? I, I want to be the kind of guy that can wear a My Little Pony shirt and, and be okay with it. You are going to be But that I didn't want to be associated with whatever a brony is. So the thing about bronies is that they, um, they're just grown men right that just happened to just just love they're just fanboying or whatever out over this little kids kind of looks like it's for little girls mostly tv show right, right? and so so there was there was a they just love clean, it clean way to say this there was a perverted aspect to it that they were alluding to that i didn't want to be associated oh with. yeah there's definitely that sort of thing yeah, yeah associated like a, with like it. a pedo kind of thing going along with it that i didn't i didn't want as a youth pastor oh gosh yeah that would be <laughs> you something. know what i mean so i didn't want that association i i feel that i am the masculine type that could wear you know a pink silk scarf yeah um or a, a my little pony shirt i were um i had when i was learning to roller skate um, I wanted to buy, finally I'd taken some, not lessons, but I'd gone enough and rented skates enough that I was like, okay, I want to do this with the kids. And I think this is a cool, um, recreational activity. So, um, I went over to Janine over at, um, wheels of thunder and mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, what size, you know, I, I'm about this size. Do you have any in stock? And she's like, Oh, you know, you know, we do. And we don't, but we only have these black ones with pink flames, these hot pink flames on them. So I mean, I could probably order some for you. And I said, pish posh. You will ring those up right now, my dear. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am going to rock 
those black skates with pink flames. Right. And my kids were like, you know, hey, dad, everyone's asking us why, why our dad has like these pink, pink flame skates, but they're kind of saying it's cool. Right. And I'm like, well, it's because you know there's a stereotype that men shouldn't like pink and i look a certain way so you think that everything i'm gonna put on is gonna have skulls and crossbones and blood and well you have flames on your arms like tattooed permanently on your arms yeah so i feel like i've already checked that box you know so everything else is hilarious when i put it so when i put on a my little pony so i think you should just get you know much angrier and scarier looking tattoos and I also think that our first shirt now that we come out with for the Get After It podcast should be pink and we should have like flowers on it and like maybe it's just like Get After It covered in like floral, yeah. rainbow, butterfly kind of thing. And then on the back is like, are you masculine enough or something like some phrase on the back that's like. We can put like our little, our little bunny corns on it. Oh, you know yes. I mean? Yes. This is all coming together. Oh, I have a story about this. I'm not I, I mean, this is a good story though. Um, we're only so, at question three. <laughs> I know. And we're an hour in, over an hour in. Well, actually two and a half. I haven't even answered question three, but go ahead. You're going to have to answer story. this. This is going to be good though. So I go to Sam's club and um, we go there to buy a TV and I go over and the TV is say 300 bucks and i'm like great i put it in uh, my shopping cart and i'm walking around and i see the exact same tv and it says that it's like let's say 350 you know it wasn't that exactly but it's around there between those numbers so i'm like oh that's weird or it was cheaper let's say and i go oh i want to make sure that i've got the right one i mean they look exactly the same to me i'm like trying to i could pull both boxes off i'm really comparing and contrasting i'm like well i think i got this and so i go over to the register and i'm like hey i want to make sure i get this price and like oh don't worry you know they'll take that off at the register and i'm like okay yeah thanks and so i go through we get all the way out to the van i go oh wait let me check the um, receipt and i look at it and go, oh they didn't give us that price like they promised so i go back in and i just stand at the little customer service thing so i'm trying to try to make i'm gonna try to truncate this story because i basically stood there for about an hour while having to have three or four to five thousand conversations with their employees there a different manager a different person and just explaining like oh i just i'm trying to get that price and they're like oh was it really that price i was called a liar and then i'm just like and i'm sitting there and i'm like using like barely whisper tones and they're like well why are you getting so irate sir and they had a guy come over and like stand right behind me and i'm like guys i'm just trying to get this and i'm just Right. I'm, I'm getting kind and my wife comes in because it's been over an hour and she's like um the van battery just died because we've been out there so i need to jump and all this thing happens so so basically i get the idea after this whole crazy shenanigans happens that um that i go man i mean i was really trying to be really soft with these people but they really treated me like i was this irate person mm-hmm. do, do i look do i just look mean or what is it and so I went online that night and I bought this um, this bunny t-shirt and it was just like a the whole front of it was a huge just face of a fuzzy bunny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I bought another one with a unicorn on it mm-hmm. with a little cat on it that mm-hmm. was like riding it and mm-hmm. like uh, with a little rainbow on it. And I was right. like, and then I went back. <laughs> and so the, that's the t-shirts that I would wear to go back because I, and, and eventually I, I got a free TV out of it because I was totally in the right. But I was like... <laughs> 
Wait, you, you got the TV for free? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, basically I, I went back and, you know, I was I asked to talk to the general manager because I was like kind of upset. And um, she stood me up like twice or something. And then I just ended up calling corporate a couple times. And then she called me back and like just confirmed everything that I had said. And she's like, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, that's your TV. You keep it. <laughs> wow. And you come back in here and I'm going to give you another $200 gift certificate or some crazy thing like she yeah, totally yeah. made it right and yeah. but yeah so so now you're, you're okay with sam's i'm okay with sam's yeah, yeah i mean yeah. but i just know that i need to wear more t-shirts with like my little ponies and pink flowers yeah, it's decided and, then and bunnies I'll, and I'll, stuff like that'll that. be that'll be like our our style and that's how I, I feel like that's how we can show how masculine we are you right you know what i mean right and if you are a female listener which our demographic is between 35 and 40 mm. um over 60% male. So most of the time we're talking to males out here. Okay. But 40% of you, this will just fit right in with what you're wearing anyway. Perfect. And so I think it, I think it works. And, and the 60% of you that are male, 35 to 44, uh, let's, let's get masculine together. You'll just be like, what at first, but then you'll be like, I like what they're doing. I like, I like what <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to mop what they're dropping. So I'm let me ask mopping. you this. Yeah. Um, same question. What uh, <laughs> what uh, what kind of cartoon? Would it be anime, Disney, or the Archer thing that I know you've just come on to and are just loving? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not supposed to, as a Christian, say that I watch Archer and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's not my answer. Dang. Okay. I, but I didn't want to avoid the Archer thing. Um, it's funny, so, but it's adult humor. You know. Yeah. And they just came out with new episodes. I don't know if you know that. Hell yeah. Yeah, they did. I haven't yeah. given up. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I mentioned it in, in, in one of our, our interviews, uh, Road to El Dorado okay. is, is a Disney movie. Oh. And it's two guys that try to find the lost city of the golden city of El Dorado. Yeah, I think I've seen this. And they're, they're followed by uh, the Spanish conquistador. Mm -hmm. And he has a funny horse. And there's some amazing jokes that are, are clean but adult dirty yeah. and, and, but still like you can feel good about, you know, watching it with your, your five-year-old. It is, it is a top 10 one of my movies. And so it is definitely the movie that I like, not only am I saying Disney ask, I'm saying that one road to El Dorado. And, and I, I first watched it when I was probably 19 years old and it became like, I, I lived in this, uh, six bedroom house with four or three other guys uh -huh. we called ourselves this was and you do weird things when you're 18 19 years old we called ourselves the family okay um <laughs> two of the guys were uh related through foster care right okay. um uh they were brothers through foster care so not blood related the other two of us uh had the same exact birthday but one year apart that was weird. Yeah, and so we, I don't know, we called ourselves a family. We lived in this house and we watched Road to El Dorado way too much. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's what happened. That's what happened. Well, that's cool. All right, uh, let's move on to question four. Okay. Um, you can have any magical pet that you would like. It can be trained to your liking and we will get all of the licenses taken care of. Um, so what would the pet be? And kind of how would you interact with this pet? Okay, so um, I'm a dog person. 
love dogs, especially Labrador retrievers are, are beyond my favorite animal. But mm-hmm. this this changes it, right? Because right. like I've chosen my favorite pet based on the the options given to me. Available options. Yeah. yeah. But I know that like it's not an option to have like a a a cat a, a cat that is like a wild beast, you know? And so I don't want to narrow it down to just say I want like a black panther or a puma or a bobcat or a lion or a cheetah. Literally any one of those that you could get trained mm-hmm. to be my my pet okay. that, that, that doesn't love me like a cat but loves me like a dog. Okay. Right? So it gets excited when I get home. Have you seen the videos of the guy that like the, when he goes to greet the lions they, they run up and you're like he's getting attacked. Oh yeah. But then yeah. they end up just like hugging on him. Right. That's, that's what I want. It doesn't have to be a lion though. It could be a tiger. It could be a liger. It could be a puma. It could be a bobcat. It could be a panther. A mountain lion, like any large cat. And so I think like the, the closest you can get legally is like an ocelot type. Um, I can't remember the name of these cats, but they have like the taller ears. Like a Maine Coon. Maine Coon. Yeah. I'm going to have a Maine Coon before. That's like on my bucket list. Cool. I want a Maine Coon. My buddy Lindy, he had a very, 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 very large house cat. Um, and so he lived in a trailer park and the house cat could jump from the, from the ground to the top of his trailer and then from trailer to trailer, you know, the typical distance between trailers in a trailer park, right? Yeah. It's a, it's still a good distance. This cat could do that. And then you'd play with the tennis ball with it and it would catch it with one paw. Ooh. Like it would like midair grab it. Like, like Shaquille O'Neal palming a basketball or LeBron James, right? Like it would look like that. And that's, I think, where this comes from is I was actually intimidated by this, you know, 18 pound mm-hmm. house cat. And I'm like, man, I'd love to have a, a mean cat yeah. that liked me. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. Joe, I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, let's say that uh, you could have any pet in the world. We'll take care of the licensing and we'll even train it for you. Mm-hmm. What pet are you choosing? Mm. You know, if... <sighs> If it was like morally acceptable, because I'm not sure that it is. But don't if say it, don't say human. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to like because I I like the idea of busking. You know, I like the idea of playing on the street for money. Okay. Know? Okay. But to, if you had like a monkey that, mm-hmm. that you could put in a little vest and a little little hat, mm-hmm. you know, that could like then take around a little bucket or hat and like grab money from people Mm -hmm. i feel like i wouldn't have to do any other if it was like so you don't feel that's morally it might be i'm just i feel like it's on the on i feel like it's i'm walking a line there okay (laughs) like if if i could guarantee that the monkey just loved it okay you know what i mean like it just loved helping me out and i would give it whatever it wanted and there's there's a movie the one of the hangover movies has a monkey in it yeah have you seen that um, like similar to that, like this monkey, its job was like to, I think, do drug oh, deals. Maybe I can't remember. And it exactly. would like go down to the car and it do the drug exchange <laughs> so that people couldn't get like caught. You it's know, not me. It was drugs. the monkey. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but it was a cute monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think that was what I'd do. Cause I mean, they're really smart too, you know? So you would, you would have eventually, like essentially through getting this pet would make yourself a street performer. Yeah. Okay. It seems like a step down. I know. Okay. All right. I just wanted to get that out there. It's like kinda, I feel like it's a step down and you lose your home and family. It's kind of like, you know how you, you hunt with the, the compound bow? 
Mm -hmm. but you want to like have the spiritual um feeling of like hunting with the the harder to use bows the the traditional bow i have that i i got this here that's that's busking you know okay and it's called busking busking yeah it's from the latin or spanish buscar which means to seek one's fortune huh so it's just um and i've always liked that story and throughout throughout the ages if you will there's always been a, a tradition of musicians that would make their living that way you know they would go from town to town and play songs or even say hey i can write you a song and and people would commission songs and they would write the songs for them and that's how we got a lot of our um current folk songs Hmm. is from musicians going around busking seeking their fortune um trying to gain gain money and 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 their fortune (laughs) would would you be called a busker yeah Yeah. that was busking Mm -hmm. you got it all right it's a cool word, man. That's what I did over in um, Ireland when I went over. I just wanted to busk. And how, like, how much would you, in Ireland, how much did you make a day? Mm, you could make, um, depending on the day, um, you can make in the anywhere from, you know, 20 bucks to 100 bucks, you know. Just kind of depending on the person and if you, you know, got lucky and somebody really liked it and had extra cash on them and there's a technique to it you know if you can play certain styles of music or you know that sort of thing so we we recorded yesterday um in the basement of double barrel Mm -hmm. and that's the previous that was episode 24 when we were done you you walked like essentially as a gentleman walked me out to my truck Mm -hmm. and then you walked around the building as soon as you turned away a a gentleman uh came over to me and asked for help Mm-hmm. I immediately uh, judged him, mm-hmm. right? And, and I said, well, I don't have cash. And he's like, oh, I need different kind of help. And then I got worried, right? Uh-huh. Like as, as to what he's going to proposition me for. Uh-huh. And he said, um, over by the dump over here, the garbage, there is a bunch of furniture that I want to bring to a friend. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I've got a, obviously I have a truck that I'm getting ready to get into. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I ended up helping this guy. Ah, um, nice. Move furniture a few blocks to a friend's house, and he was very concerned about uh, how much time he was taking of mine. Uh, he asked if I wanted any of the furniture. He he's like, I don't have any money. He's he had been taking the copper off of thrown away refrigerators uh-huh. and recycling that for money. Uh-huh. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any cash. And so the the whole reason I told that story is like, as you're telling this story, I'm thinking like most people don't carry cash anymore. Oh, yeah. So you'd also like have to have like the Square app, right? And and like a little stand or something and just say, hey, you know, swipe your card. It'll take five bucks, you know? Yeah. These days, um, good buskers, that's what they do. They have like a big old sign that says, here's my Venmo handle. Ah. Uh, and so people. Uh, we should have one of those signs up. Yep. We really should. Right now. Well, we're, because we're, we're essentially busking right now. I want to write that down. It's a good note. We're, we're buskers right now. Um, I feel with our timing right now we're on we're going to move on to question five and i'm going to ask it to you we may need to stop at question five we might yeah. and, and we'll have to go to episode 26 um, for the final five questions which i kind of like that idea you know people can uh binge these two shows together <laughs> to be continued yeah right like a like a to be continued i think it'd be a good time but we'll see um okay. joe for the next question do you have any phobias Mm. that you're comfortable sharing yeah man i'm i have like i'm claustrophobic i mean not to an insane degree but i would never go spelunking like i would never like try to crawl through little places in caves never never ever 
Um, let's see what else. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't like heights. I was okay on a Ferris wheel though in Vegas. There was no big whoop. Um, yeah. I mean, there might be more. But those are the two that come to mind. Yeah, like a heights. I'm not a fan of them. And then claustrophobia for tight, really how tight do you, How do you do at night? Um, you know, I, like dark. No, I'm okay with dark. I mean, I don't like pitch black, I guess. Yeah. That's, yeah. But I guess I'm okay with it. I yeah. only ask because, like, I have similar phobias. And night can be troublesome strictly because it you don't know how high you are <laughs> and mm. and it does feel like things are closing in right things yeah. feel tighter because you can't see as far so you know i was just wondering don't know what your space is so is yeah. that would that be the answers for you well i, I didn't I, know if you wanted to formally ask me the question so do you have any phobias <laughs> <laughs> so so joe yes i do mm -hmm. uh you said you, you you can handle a ferris wheel which made me think of another phobia i have too yeah but i've i've shared before i can't even get to like the third rung on a normal ladder Oh, I, I hate, hate, hate heights. You're like, nope. Can't stand heights. Um, and then uh, I don't like the claustrophobia thing either. My dad got <laughs> his master diver certificate. And in doing so, you have to do like some spelunking uh -huh. underwater where you take off like most of the equipment and put it through the hole <laughs> in the cave. And then you swim through and then put it all back on. Right. Um, nope. He, he, just in him describing that, like, gives me sweaty palms. You know what's weird is my dad's also a master diver. Oh, really? Yeah, that was his um, his part time job with the park department. So he um, he was maintenance and kind of he would go around clean the bathrooms, that sort of thing, maintain them, mm -hmm. that sort of deal on Lake Mead. Um, and so he would three days a week be out on the water. So he was the boat guy, basically. Yeah. So when someone drowned in the water and people needed to go, you know, to go get them and go search for them, dad was the boat guy. Oh. And it just so happened that the boat guy, once you drove them out there, could put on the uniform or whatever, the, the suit, and go help and get paid this, you know, time and a half or whatever he made. And he was just like raking in the dough. But it did. I mean, that's why I'm always big on, not that I'm on a boat all the time, but whenever I am, I'm about boat safety for sure. Because one summer, I think we pulled 55 people out of that that lake. Oh my goodness. And one summer, and the thing was, is they're usually college kids like, yeah. in the prime of their life. Like looking yeah. like, like no, like just looking like, you know, everything ahead of them, looking like marble chiseled Greek gods but got drunk um, and didn't have a life vest on and it was dark and they accidentally fell out of a thing into the water and you get tired real quick. Real quick. And when you panic, you get a cramp. And then when you get that Charlie horse cramp in your leg, that's all you can do when you can't, you can't also swim yep. and, and try to deal with both those things when you're tired. And uh, that took a... My, my dad was a master a diver. New phobia. He got into diving after my parents divorced and so he was with his like my, my first ex-mom it's like a hobby or something or just yeah he got into it as a hobby hmm. and then we so he would have us for one month during the summer and and i think it was maybe the second summer after my parents had divorced he's like hey we're going to spend a week in jamaica <laughs> and, and like awesome what and it's going to be the second week of the trip so brian you have one week to get certified in in diving oh, cool and so i spent the first week like in a pool i can't um float oh so you know how some people can just lay on their back and it's very easy for them to float uh -huh. i can't and in in the the 
the certification, you have to um, you have to tread water like doggy paddle, tread water for five minutes, and then float for five, uh-huh. so they can make sure you can do that. Because just like you said, you get tired so easy, mm-hmm. and if you drift away from the boat or you know whatever may happen, your your equipment fails and it won't keep you afloat anymore. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to maintain that. And so I had to in my test, I had to do two five minute. Um, tread the water, but I was really good at that, and I, I was able mm-hmm. to do it. But to tie into the claustrophobia thing, the the lake we were near was um, Clark's Hill Lake on the border of Georgia and South Carolina. Okay. And down south, they have red clay. Oh, yeah. And so up here in Montana, like most lakes are pretty clear. Yeah. Well, down south, they're not. They, they're just like red. Ugh. And so we had to do our test dive there where we di- we do- dived, we dove down to a, a sunken plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny thing is I thought they were just talking about a land feature because you can say like a oh, flat area is yeah. a plane. <laughs> yeah. But then we got down there and it was a, like a physical, like like little private jet like, Wow. that was down there. I was like, oh, this like a plane. <laughs> you mean a plane. The plane just <laughs> yeah. landed on the plane. But the water was so... Like murky, it, it gave me this claustrophobic feeling while I was there, and I had to overcome that. And that's kind of hard to do when you have a, a respirator in your mouth and you're trying to like manage all of the stuff. But yeah. diving in Jamaica two to three times a day for a week uh-huh. is amazing. Ooh, really cool. Uh, we could go into those stories later. But uh, phobias were uh, heights, claustrophobia. I can't um, be on a merry-go-round. Like, so anything that spins, it's oh. not necessarily a phobia, but if I'm on like just the cheap merry-go-rounds from the childhood, uh-huh. if I'm on that as an adult now, and it might have to do with my hearing loss oh. and it messed up my equilibrium, maybe I will like immediately throw up. Whoa. Yeah. So I can't do any of like the spinning fun carnival games or, uh-huh. or fair games or any of that stuff. Okay. So again, it's not a phobia, but it's a thing that comes to mind when I'm talking about like things I'm afraid of. I'm kind of afraid of spinning now because like... I don't want to vomit on people. I don't want to spin. Yeah. So maybe my phobia is vomiting on people. Okay. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then I found out That's from fair. the story I told um, last podcast about the chipmunk that atta- attacked me in my tent. Uh-huh. I'm apparently afraid of chipmunks. Yeah. I mean, surprising you on your forearm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are the ones I can think of. Uh, those are my phobias. Do you want, do we want to try to like muscle through these next five or do we want to, do we want to do a to be continued? Let's see where we're at. Hour 32. Let's do to be continued so we can get two and then we can be free so you can be, you know what I mean? For our All schedule. Right. All right. We'll have Tuesday and Thursday just done today. All right, so uh, Joe, you have one thing. We, we're going to continue our ten questions. This is going to be to be continued. TBC in episode twenty-six. So tune in there, but stay tuned right now because Joe's going to tell us about um, free money. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Let me bring up this uh, bring up this little website. So if you're in Montana and you've got a business with employees, and you can even count yourself as an employee of said business. And the only thing that you really have to do, even though you don't have to register your business in Montana, uh, like have an LLC to conduct business in Montana, um, for this program and most programs through Montana State, you do have to be registered and get your EIN. So that'd be, you know, that's around a hundred bucks, whatever that is. So you can go to WSD, D-L-I, mt.gov and i'll spell that phonetically for you 
That's whiskey Sierra Delta dot Delta Lima India dot Michael Tango dot gov. You know what gov is. It's like short for government. So what this is, it's called the incumbent worker training program. And what it does is it can offset a portion of skills-based training costs for your incumbent or the, the word incumbent means your existing workers. So those workers that have been there more than six months. So you can't just hire some people and then send them straight to this training. Um, let's see. You must demonstrate that the training will increase the worker's skill level, resulting in a promotion or a wage gain or expand their business um, market, their income expand their business, market increase business revenue within the intent of preserving existing jobs. So what they're trying to do, the intent of this grant, and it's all grant money, is they're trying to um, show that they're trying to help the existing businesses in Montana keep their workers. Because right now, as we all know, it's the workforce is the big problem. Not many people can find good workers. And so what we got to do is we got to find reasons why people can should work for you or stay working for you and one of those reasons could be that you are all about improving them as workers and um, continuing their career so that they can move up in management get a promotion or just increase their knowledge about um, the business that they're in and so one of the cool things you can do with this money um, let's say is let's say there's um, a convention and it's in Big Sky and you want to go to it well you can write a grant to the state of Montana um, and try to get some of these funds and they'll pay up to it's a percentage so you'll have to pay half but then they'll pay half and they and the, those charges can include the hotel stays your gas money the charge to get into whatever event that you might want to get into and so that can really offset the cost and so you might be able to send not just one of your managers but maybe your whole office to some cool training or some cool event and so if you can send your office to something in a cool event um, and they'll even pay for things out of state but they pay a lesser percentage so you can send people to conventions in Las Vegas and you know that wouldn't right. that be a cool thing like if you're a little bakery in Great Falls or wherever um, and you're like hey everybody that works for me I'm going to send everyone that's available to Las Vegas. So, you know, clear your calendars and, you know, the state of Montana is going to offset a lot of this cost and you guys are going to go down there and see what the new craze is in the bacon uh, muffins industry or whatever. <laughs> so, so I've done a lot of research in the uh, development, business development and growth and leadership and management. And um, I, I wish I could remember who talked about this. I want to say it was Patrick Lencioni. Uh, read every book that person puts out. Uh, he he has a great mind for business and entrepreneurship and, and encouraging employees. But one thing he said is that many business owners have a fear of training employees because once they're trained, they may want to go somewhere else. And and that's true. Like like you could train up an employee, send them to Vegas, they get this good training. Now their resume looks better and they can get a different job somewhere else. But the, the side effect of that is you could always just keep employees untrained and just have mediocre business. Yeah. And the, the other side effect is that you don't think of is when people feel valued, like one of this is a way to show your employees that you value them is by sending them to training. And when they feel valued, they stick around longer. That's right. I've got a few um, real quick little notes here, and this comes directly from the Montana State website. If uh, So if your workers are part-time, that's 20 to 34 hours a week, um, they will give you up to $1,000. So it's a capped 
um, capped grant. So it's not even a percentage. You nope. could find a trip and it'd be 100% covered. Right. Up to, um, so, and if it's uh, 35 hours a week, um, they'll give up to $2,000. And what you have to do, the match requirement is you would match 20%. So they'll pay up to, so up to that amount, um, what was it, 80% of the costs. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And so unless you go out of state, if you go out of state, then they will cover, you just have to match 50% of the costs. So it's okay. cheaper if you um, send, okay, so, send your people so to it in Montana training. I typically don't like look at government things like this, but like that's actually good thinking. If you gave everybody stuff for free, they're not invested. So it requires a little bit of an investment. Right. And then it's, it's Montana grant, so they want to keep the money in Montana. Right. And so it's I kind of seems, seems like they thought about this. And so here's what I think we should do. Um, for your consideration, and I haven't discussed this with you, so be surprised. I am surprised. <laughs> You're surprised. I think we should do this. I think we should get an LLC, or not? Maybe not an LLC. We'll just we'll register us as some sort of business. The Get After It podcast S- business. The the salt the partnership the media, LLC media. Yeah. D- development. We'll get an EIN. Digital marketing business. Yeah. There we go. Something like that. We'll get an EIN and then we'll choose something maybe and we'll, let's choose something in Montana or if not, hey, we can go to Vegas. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a quick trip. Mm-hmm. Like either Phoenix or Vegas. Those are really easy, quick trips. So think about those two cities and then anything in Montana um, and then just know that we can easily uh, we'll, you know, call these people, let them know this is what we want to do and the, they will help us through this whole thing and we'll just I'm down we'll tell people what what we're doing and if it worked and if the state of Montana was easy to work with or if this was just like a eh, it wasn't so great I, I get scared every time I hear grant you know because yeah. there's like people that that's what they do for a living is write grants this one is easy yeah and yeah. so if I wanted to write a grant I'd feel like I'm up against like these people that have degrees and writing grants the weird thing about this is um, because I, I think everyone thinks like you yeah, because um, that's that's the stereotype, but it's a true one, and so so many of these, the, this, so many, so many of these grant monies, whatever I'm trying to say, slips through the cracks. So much of this is unused. Gotcha. So people don't even use it. So it's there's plenty to go around. I mean, it's only going out at two thousand dollars. I mean, per person, and that's if you found something that was over that amount. You know what I mean? Per so employee. So how would how would you and I as podcasters rate our hourly rate? Um. We'd figure we could we could just set it basically, we could set whatever our hourly rate was. Like mine's around a hundred bucks an hour, but we no. Could just but like, whatever. are we part time or full time? Oh, right. Um, I'm definitely not full time. Yeah, maybe we could just say we could say part time. I mean, I could say. I mean, we do research. We think about. Um, we call people. We do interviews, that sort of thing. Uploads and yeah. video edit or photo editing and graphics. And yeah. So we'll find a yeah. way to make sure that we can justify it. So we're all on the up and up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll talk to them about it and say, hey, here's how we operate. Here's what we're doing. Does this qualify? Can you help us make sure that we're not you know, doing anything that we shouldn't do? Because we want to participate. And also, hey, guys, we are a podcast and we can get the word out about this state run grant program. Yeah. And they're, they're always looking for, you know, more people to participate. So hopefully it's a win-win. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to finish the other, uh, the other five of the 10 questions and hear your answers on them, Joe. I know everybody else is. As we always say, we don't, we don't want to be pandering when we ask you to write a review, to share with a friend, to, to engage with us on social media. But the advice out there is that you always ask. 
so we're going to ask every single episode. Sorry if it, it gets monotonous for you, but I hope maybe one of these times it encourages you to go over to Apple Podcast and, and write a review for us so we can give you a shout out. Uh, don't forget about Toot Your Own Horn. Yep. Um, so share stuff on social media by tagging us and we will give you a shout out how you have improved some aspect of your life. Yeah. Let us Very know. simple. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything um, newsworthy. I mean, we're just, you know, what is it for you? Yeah, we want to be excited with you. We want uh, maybe to be the only person in your corner, you know, cheering for you. Yeah, if no one else is really excited about your new carrot cake recipe that you nailed, let us know. And, I mean, can you make us a slice, too? Just save us us some. Yeah, you mentioned, like, that and German chocolate cake are, like, my Mm. favorite cakes. Yeah. Right there. So especially reach out if you want to share a recipe. (laughs) Yep some big yeah. goods with us or a little uh if you do any videos try to keep them under like 10 seconds so they're very easy for us to share but you could do a quick little edit of the before and after carrot cake episode yeah. thing and we could share it but anyway we just want to we just want to engage with you all we appreciate sharing sharing is caring uh and writing a review is like giving us a personal back rub click that follow it's been a great episode i've been brian i've been joe We'll We'll see see you next show. show.